Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Terry's Mysterious Moments. This is Season 6, so sit back and enjoy. Listen to some stories of the weird, of the odd, of the strange and unusual some ghost stories, some cryptid stories, some just strange stuff. Again, welcome to Season 6. Enjoy! Greetings, my Mysterians. Good to be back with you. Had to take some time off for some personal reasons. This episode that I'm about to do may not be popular with people who are interested in the paranormal because I'm going to talk about one of the paranormal's rock stars, Hans Holzer. Hans Holzer was one of the paranormal field's big names back in the day. Even now, his name commands respect for those in the paranormal field. Going to places renowned for ghostly activity and using mediums to contact any spirits that may have been inhabiting those places and may have been causing the reported activity. Hans Holzer, who was born January 26th of 1920 and passed away April 26th of 2009, was an Austrian-American author and parapsychologist. He wrote more than 120 books on supernatural and occult subjects for the popular market, as well as several plays, musicals, films, and documentaries, and even hosted a television show, Ghost Hunter, not to be confused with the modern-day Ghost Hunters TV program. Holzer was born in Vienna, Austria the son of Martha Stransky and Leo Holzer, a businessman. His interest in the supernatural was sparked at a young age by stories told to him by his uncle Henry. He went on to study archaeology and ancient history at the University of Vienna, but as the family was Jewish, they decided it was unsafe to stay in Austria and left the country for New York City in 1938. He studied Japanese at Columbia University and after studying comparative religion and parapsychology, claimed to have obtained a PhD at a school called the London College of Applied Science, which has never been validated. He went on to teach parapsychology at the New York Institute of Technology. His extensive involvement in researching the supernatural included investigating the Amityville Horror and some of the most prominent haunted locations around the world. 
He also worked with well-known trance mediums such as Ethel Johnson Myers, Sybil Leake, and Marissa Anderson. Holzer has been credited with creating the term the other side, although that was already in use, however, in 19th century spiritualism. He is sometimes credited with having coined the term ghost hunter, which was the title of his first book on the paranormal published in 1963. However, an earlier book by Harry Price, published in 1936, was titled Confessions of a Ghost Hunter. In 1970, Holzer published a study of spirit photography called Psychic Photography, Threshold to a New Science. The book included photographs taken by the spirit photographer John Myers. Holzer believed in life after death and the existence of ghosts, spirits, and stay-behinds. Ghosts were, according to him, imprints left in the environment which could be picked up by sensitive people. Spirits were intelligent beings who could interact with the living, while stay-behinds were those who found themselves earthbound after death. He also believed in reincarnation and the existence of levels of consciousness. Holzer was mentioned in Nathan Fielder's television show, Nathan For You. A psychic in the show claimed that Holzer deemed his mother, Yolanda Bard, was the queen of the psychics. Holzer and his wife, Countess Catherine Genevieve Buxhoveden, a sixth generation descendant of Russian Empress Catherine the Great, had two daughters. The marriage was eventually dissolved. Holzer's most famous investigation was into the Amityville Horror case. In January of 1977, Holzer and spiritual medium Ethel Myers entered 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, New York. Myers claimed that the house had been built over an ancient Native American burial ground and the angry spirit of a Shinnecock Indian chief, Rolling Thunder, had possessed the previous occupant, Ronald DeFeo Jr., driving him to murder his family. Photographs taken at the scene revealed curious anomalies such as the halos which appeared in the supposed images of bullet marks made in the original 1974 murders. Holzer's claim that the house was built on Indian sacred land was, however, denied by the local Amityville Historical Society and it was pointed out that it was the Montaukett Indians, not the Shinnecocks, who had been the original settlers in the area. Holzer went on to write several books about the subject, both fiction and nonfiction. But Holzer wasn't the only researcher who was duped by the entire Amityville story, which was later revealed to be a hoax. Ed and Lorraine Warren, who could find demons under any bush, also went all in on the whole Amityville story. Holzer was a vegetarian and a teetotaler. In 1973, he authored The Vegetarian Way of Life. In the book, he stated that, I myself am a lactarian. I eat cheeses and milk products, but I do not eat eggs or egg products. 
Those who are lactarians like myself find that their diet is well balanced and generally there is enough of a variety of foods available to them so that no problem of nutrition exists. Ah, uh, to each his own, I guess. Holzer's endorsement of psychics in ghost hunting was criticized in an article for the Journal for the Society for Psychical Research, which cast considerable doubt on the objectivity and reliability of his work as a whole. Holzer was a proponent of psychic archaeology, which has been widely criticized as pseudoscience. His book, Patterns of Destiny from 1975, appeared as a noticeable prop in the movie Flatliners, standing next to the framed photograph of Julia Roberts' character's dead father. Skeptical investigator Joe Nickel has written that Holzer did not provide verification for some of his claims and he credulously accepted spirit photographs, anecdotal reports, and other doubtful evidence. Nickel also wrote that the mediums Holzer endorsed, Ethel Myers and Sybil Leak, offered unsubstantiated, even unverifiable claims or information that can be gleaned from research sources or from knowledgeable persons by cold reading which is an artful method of fishing for information. Fellow ghost hunter Peter Underwood wrote an obituary for Holzer in The Guardian, in which he disputed Holzer's claims made in his 1979 book, Murder in Amityville, that the house on Ocean Avenue in Amityville was built on the site of a Shinnecock burial ground. Travel Channel began a TV series in 2019 the Holzer Files, that returns current ghost hunters to some of Hans Holzer's documented cases. And speaking of the Holzer Files, the concept is that a ghost hunting team takes a look at Holzer's files, including film and audio files. Pretty good concept, but whoever makes these kinds of shows needs to understand that the black clothing thing is overdone even if black films better, and tell the teams that vulgar and obscene language is so middle schoolish. And if you're going to hire a medium or a psychic, don't hire one with hair dyed another color than natural, or one wearing foot-long eyelashes. Another point, if you're trying to prevent EVPs or strange live noises, don't use background music behind it especially if you're going to use samples from Ghostbusters, which was the tinkling piano keys, or the Amityville horror and the ghostly choir sounds. And if you are honestly there to make contact with whatever supposedly haunts a place, don't go all childish and scream and react like children when something happens. Okay, rant over. In this program, The Holzer Files, there are audio and film clips from Holzer's original files. For the most part, this makes for an interesting, even spooky program, and I find myself drawn into the stories. I've known of Hans Holzer since the 70s. When I was in junior college, I found one of his books on ghosts, 
and honestly I couldn't read it it was a little bit too highbrow for me but I must say that there are some of his stories that my BS meter at least twitches if not goes full maniac on hearing does that mean I think Hans Holzer was a fraud no does it mean I think the Holzer files is faked no does it mean I think some of the stories are bogus absolutely I think that Hans Holzer believed so much in the paranormal that he accepted unequivocally all stories, urban legends, or local folklore without question. As a for instance, Oceanborn Mary is a common story in, in paranormal circles. She's a folklore figure of New England, born on a ship in the Atlantic Ocean on July 26 of 1720, Mary Wilson Wallace was the daughter of James Wilson and Elizabeth Fulton Wilson. Mary grew up in London, Derry, New Hampshire, where she married James Wallace on December 18th of 1742. She had four sons, Robert, William, Thomas, and James Wallace, and one daughter, Elizabeth. Three of the sons married sisters, the daughters of Robert and Mary Moore of Londonderry, Robert to Jeanette Moore, William to Hannah Moore, and James to Anna Moore. Elizabeth married a Lieutenant Thomas Patterson of the New Hampshire Militia. Mary's background was Scottish through Ireland. Her father died shortly after the ship landed in Boston and her mother remarried to James Clark prior to settlement in Londonderry. During the voyage to the United States, the ship, reputedly called the Wolf, was overtaken by pirates who threatened to loot the ship and sink it with all aboard. When the pirate captain heard the cry of an infant, he went below to discover Mrs. Wilson holding her newborn daughter. The pirate captain told Mrs. Wilson that if she would do him the honor, of naming the baby after his own mother Mary. He would spare the ship and depart peacefully. Mrs. Wilson agreed and the pirates departed, but not before the pirate captain briefly returned to the wolf with a bolt of green brocade silk, which he presented to Mrs. Wilson, stating that it was for little Mary's wedding gown. While Mary did in fact wear the brocade on her wedding day, she may not have been the first to do so, as when her mother remarried, the cloth may have been used on that occasion as well. As an adult, Mary wed James Wallace. They were married for 39 years until October 30th of 1781, when James died in Londonderry and was buried in the Hill Burying Ground there. 1798, Mary moved in with her son William at his home in Henniker. Oceanborn Mary died on February 13, 1814, at age 93. She is buried in the center burying ground in Henniker. Her sons and son-in-law were all prominent men in New Hampshire. Oceanborn Mary was described as being a handsome woman over six feet tall, with red hair and bright green eyes. While reports of her physical appearance cannot be verified, all her sons were known to be very tall, red-haired, and green-eyed, which might lend credibility to the description. 
She was said to be elegant in her manners, resolute and determined, of strong mind, quick of comprehension, sharp in her conversation, and very witty, with a strong brogue. An episode of the Holzer Files was about Hans Holzer's investigation regarding supposed hauntings at Oceanborn Mary's home. Holzer and his trusted medium sidekick visited the house everyone reported as the haunted place. They found more questions and answers. Mary's claim to fame is as a reputed ghost, though Mary herself never lived in the house she is said to haunt. There were two Wallace houses in the town of Henniker, one the home of Mary's son Robert, the other to her son William. After her husband's death, Mary lived with William, but she did not care for Robert, with no explanation given, and rarely visited his home. William Wallace's house became the town poorhouse in 1840, and in 1923 it burned to the ground. Robert's home, built in 1760, still stands and is said to be the location of the haunting. This story of the haunting was begun by Lewis and Flora Roy, who owned the Robert Wallace house in the 1930s. According to the Roy story, the same pirate captain who spared Mary's ship reunited with her in her widowhood, and she took him into her home and cared for him in his old age. Allegedly, the captain was murdered under Mary's roof, and Mary buried him in his treasure under the hearthstone in accordance with his instructions. Her ghost was said to haunt the house in order to protect the hidden treasure. Lost strangers stopping at the house to ask for directions were said to be met at the door by a tall red-haired woman in colonial dress, who they assumed to be an historical reenactor. Others claimed to have seen a similar figure in the yard or walking on the road into town. No evidence of either treasure or human remains has been found at either Wallace house, and the story is considered by townsfolk and historians to be entirely invented. Documentary evidence indicates that the pirate's name was John Roberts, a.k.a. Bartholomew Roberts, a.k.a. Black Bart. Black Bart died off the coast of Gabon, Africa, and was buried at sea there. The actual house Mary lived her final years in was not the house purported in legend and local lore as the real haunted house. That was another house. Holzer apparently never knew this, so his investigation was shooting blanks. His medium said there didn't seem to be any answers to be found here, just more questions. On this episode of the Holzer Files, these old questions were pretty much answered by the new information and the new investigation. So, do I think Hans Holzer was a fraud? By no means. I think he may have just been so eager to prove the existence of the paranormal that he didn't think anyone could possibly lie about it. Do I think he was a well-versed showman? Well, yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that. Well, in, in listening to this episode, people may think that I have a problem with ghost hunters, 
and ghost hunting shows, I don't. Uh, some of them, I believe, are strictly for entertainment because there's no way they're going to get any reactions the way they act. Some of them are downright rude. Others are so cowed by the activity they experience that you can't believe they're professionals. Anyway, I have watched Ghost Hunters pretty much since its inception. I've watched Ghost Adventures the same way almost since its beginning. Some of the new shows I can't stand because they're repetitive. Uh, there's one that I just call out for being scripted too much. Um, some of the shows have children on there that are way too advanced in their speech and thought patterns. I'm not saying kids are stupid, but they're using phrases and words that kids should not know uh, just out of general principles. That's my opinion. As a person who has experienced ghostly behavior, uh, ghostly apparitions, I've seen one, felt others. I have strange noises in my home that can't be attributed to my cats. I've had strange situations in my home that can't be attributed to cats or my wife. And there have been many times in my life from childhood on up when I know that I'm in the presence of something else. Would I go on a ghost hunt? No. Am I scared? Possibly. I don't want an attachment. I've got enough problems as it is. But for these people that do go out in in seriousness and search out these haunted locations and try to find answers. More power to them. I'm all for that. But you know, there's nothing like a good ghost story that just leaves you shivering. Anyway, that's what I've got for this week. I'm glad to be back with you. I hope to see you again next week. Take care. Have a good week.